Okay, in three, two, one. Everybody, welcome to A New Reality. I'm Matt. This is Owen, my son. And we are talking about the new reality of being stuck at home with the coronavirus. Owen, how was the week? Week was different. It was uh, definitely a big change. It almost kind of felt like uh, the entire reality of um, being stuck at home and that the virus is kind of you know, real kind of hit me all of a sudden this week. Tell me a little bit more about that. What does that mean? It means for me, at least it was more anxiety. It was um, a lot more stress and it almost, I almost felt trapped and kind of in, in hopeless spots at times. That sounds pretty desperate. It, yeah. I'd love to know a little bit more. It caused more anxiety. I felt more desperate. Where do you think the anxiety came from? I think... The uh, entire anxiety part came from the fact that um, I kind of realized that we knew people who had the virus, so it didn't. It seemed a little less distant. You want to expound a little bit about that? What do you mean you knew people who had? So, the virus? like our or my uncle uh, has the virus, and one in both of my so husband, Doctor Bill, I believe his name is. Mm-hmm. Um one of my grandfather's friends and his wife both caught the virus. And I, I mean, I know both of, I know both of them. Dr. Bill was your doctor. That yeah. was your first pediatrician. So it was kind of a uh, shocking to kind of learn about that. Dr. Bill was mommy's pediatrician yeah. too. I think the scariest part about that is that you, when you're hearing about these big viruses and stuff, you think it's so far away, you know, you don't got to be worried about it. And then you realize that there's people, you know, or even, your neighbors have it, then things, you know, it, it hits you pretty hard. You really didn't say much about this at the time. Yeah. So I'm curious about that. What stopped you from saying, I'm a little worried about Dr. Bill. I'm a little worried about Elaine. I'm a little worried about Uncle Rob. I didn't know about Dr. Bill and his wife until yesterday. And he recovered from it. And his wife, I believe, has recovered from it. And I'm not incredibly worried about Uncle Rob because he has a very minor case of it and has showed very few symptoms other than a minor fever. He's on the back end. So for anybody listening, uh, Uncle Rob works as the manager of the preferred foods market of a supermarket. And it kind of ripped through as this disease kind of does in some of these workplaces where people work close together, where it's just almost impossible to segregate yeah uh dr bill would be somebody who is at a high risk he would be in high risk or high risk person did go to the hospital but has recovered so we're very blessed that dr bill is okay uh elaine is also at a high risk we are very lucky that she is recovering and doing okay so when you so now it becomes a reality there are people that you actually know who got sick Whereabouts? So, help me understand the anxiety there. Where does that get you to a place where now you're a little anxious? So, I think the anxiety part came. Um, I think I'm more anxious now because now that I know that there are people that have it, it seems a lot. Cl- it seems like it's a lot closer and a lot more real. Like when you hear, I mean, even a couple months ago, a lot of people were probably nervous about the virus when it started up in China, but nobody was. Nobody really felt that it was real because it was so far away. You had no way of knowing just how bad it was, whether or or whether 
uh, the numbers came out or not because you weren't there. You have no, you didn't know many people that have it. And then now that it's come to uh, the United States and a lot of towns near our town, and I think even our town is starting to get hit. Now that yeah, there's know, about 40, 50 people in town who have it. Now that you are, uh, now that I know that kind of stuff and I have physically, er, now that I know people that have the virus, it's a lot more scary. It seems a lot more realistic and a lot more up close in person. What, how much of a thought is it around, it feels like the ring is closing into you? It's kind of a big thought. It's a little bit less for me, at least, because I'm not very scared about that for the reason that we're uh, doing everything we can to stay safe. I haven't left the house or haven't left uh, our property other than to go to another person who's very close to us and we see them all the time go to their house. So I've, I feel pretty safe right about now, but I do feel like the ring is kind of closing in because you hear about, I mean, I haven't watched very much stuff other than a couple podcasts on the coronavirus this week, uh, like uh, Today Explained, but it does, I would assume you'd probably hear about kind of, it's closing in and kind of taking everyone around. Yeah, I think we're going to be getting, if, if you don't know somebody who's had it or has it, or even may have passed away, you're going to start being in the minority. Yeah. You're going to know somebody who has it. You're probably going to know somebody who has a bad reaction to it. Hopefully, you don't know somebody who passes away. Yeah. That might be that might be a reality. It's kind of the sad truth about this whole thing because we really don't know what's going on right about now. No, we don't. So we did go out to Chick-fil-A to get Grandpa some dinner. Grandpa turned. Yep, 81. 81, wow. He doesn't look a day under 80. No, he doesn't. Right. Uh, And you were a little nervous going to Chick-fil-A. What was it about? Was it the money that we were spending, which we can afford, or what was it? I was more nervous because I saw that there there was a big line going there. And even though it moved fast, it was just really stressful knowing that there's so many people because I haven't seen that many people in a long time in months at this point you're not going out yeah and seeing that many people it gave me a lot of anxiety just being able to physically see people what was it about that giving you anxiety i think it was the fact that we all kind of know that you know if you see if you are around people you know that you have a high risk of getting the virus and even though we were in a car i think that fact was kind of in the back of my mind even though i didn't know it at the time just kind of looking back on that, I think that was definitely a thought in the back of my head. So let's take a look at what Chick-fil-A did because they had a really good yeah. method. Do you remember what they did to try to mitigate risks? So what they did is the chip readers and for cards and stuff, they had like a maybe a three-foot pole that somebody with a mask and gloves on came out and told you your total, asked if it was okay. Um, if you said yes, well, most people said yes, but you put your card in and there was no contact within a good number of feet. Pretty much was a cell phone hammered to a two by four. Exactly. And as crude as that sounds, worked great. It worked very good. So we're, we're mitigating the risk. The person was also wearing a mask. What else? What was the next step that they did? The next step they did is... Actually, I don't remember. When we went to the window, everybody in the restaurant had a a cloth face mask on. 
It's something. Again, mitigating the risk even further. Exactly. I thought that was pretty cool. I really mm. thought the ingenuitive part was the uh, two by four uh, thing. I thought that was pretty cool, especially because you would. I had no idea. I wouldn't have thought of that at all. But the fact that a big company, because a lot of times they don't really. Chick Fil A is really good at customer service. It's though. good. I've I've never been to Chick Fil A, so I had no idea about that. What'd you think of Chick Fil A? Um, I like their sauces. I like their uh, fries. Not a big fan of their food or their. Uh, and you got the stuff. spicy chicken, and you yeah. said it was flavorless. I thought the spicy chicken had no spice, although that could be because I'm, uh, I like really spicy things, but mm-hmm. it really didn't have much of. It tasted like they just kind of boiled chicken and then put seasoning on oh, it. Oh, this is hair. There are a lot of people listening to this who are going to find heresy with what you say. It's almost a religious experience yeah. with going to Chick Fil A. I don't know what I didn't like about it. There just wasn't... You like what you like. You don't have to apologize for what you like. Like what you like. It is what it is. I think I would have liked it a little more if I put put sauce on the uh, Chick-fil-A, or Mm -hmm. on the actual chicken. Yep. That would have been better. I like the waffle fries. Yeah, that's amazing. I like my chicken sandwich. I I think I liked it. It just didn't agree with me because I haven't had stuff like that in Mm -hmm. weeks. Yeah, you eat a lot better than I do. You exercise a lot more than I do. Uh, you take care of yourself more than I do. I'm proud of that. You make me feel awfully lazy. So we signed you up for a 5K today. Uh, not today, this week. Yeah. Signed you up for a 5K. Do you want to talk a little bit about the 5K? I can fill in the gaps. So it's, I would assume, it's about somebody that you know. It's the Dave Portnoy Memorial yeah. 5K. That um, I believe Kirk Minahan set up. Yes. And he. Uh, to memorialize Dave, who we expect to die on May 22nd. Yeah. It's a joke. He's not going to die. But on the 23rd, a Saturday at 10 a.m., there's a virtual 5K. Yeah, which I'm excited about. I've heard a lot of people have been training for it. I've started training for it. I've started running miles, doing hikes, and playing uh, sports where I'm running a lot. It just just kind of bring up my endurance. Because for me, I'm not nervous about the distance. That's not what gets me. It's about getting tired in that distance. So I can run for a very long amount of time. The problem is I can't continuously run. So if I can just build up my endurance, that's what's going to help. I think we talked last week about your training. And at times you feeling like you have nothing to train for. Doing the 5K. That's helped a lot. I've right. started. What do you got for a plan? So for a plan, I've run. I've decided to run either every other day or every day. I'm going for hikes. I've gone for a hike Two hikes last or this week, and um, we're most likely going to do something like that this week, mm-hmm. uh, just to try to get out. I've been doing, I've been trying to uh, get outside and do physical activity with most of my or with uh, legs and stuff, kind of running. So I've been working on building up my endurance and building up strength again. We are going to have to find a location. Do you know of? a place where it's mapped out as a 5k any idea of what where you want to go you and auntie kathy are going to do it together kind of have to find out and measure what does that 5k look like so we can race so i think i have a route it's down by nevers park me and uh the cross country team for uh the cross country season that was our uh, home that was our home track mm-hmm. that's a good place it's basically just a mi- about a mile route and for us, we'd run it three times. Normally, we run it two for cross country because it's two miles. And then we maybe run it like half because it's 3.15 miles. So, like, 
maybe a, a 0.15 of a mile, which is sure. Okay. Which I could we probably do that. See. That's easy. Yeah, it's a pretty easy route. Good. What else? Tell me more about this week. How you were feeling? How did you get through? So you talked a little bit about feeling anxious. How did you get through these feelings? If you got through these feelings. So one thing that's helped me get through them is physical activity. A lot of people, I mean, even myself, I don't really, I didn't really believe that physical activity would help, but it's helped a lot. We've exercise always helps with stress. I don't understand why that is. It might be the fact that it releases, I think it's dopamine, the happiness chemical. Endorphins. Endorphins. Same thing, really. I don't know if it's the same thing. No, it's not the same I don't know. Two different chemicals. I'm not a chemistry person. No. Um, another thing that's helped is I've taken, uh, lozenges, which are, we got them from Whole Foods and we've ordered them a couple times. They're little, um, all natural, like tablets basically. Mm-hmm. And you put them in your mouth, you can bite them, suck on them, whatever. Like a cough drop. It's basically like a cough drop, but it's, um, we get lemon flavored ones. There's all sorts of flavors and those are supposed to release anxiety and those do an amazing job. So I've tried not to use those as much or not abuse them but mm-hmm. they in worst case scenarios they work extremely well this has been a school vacation week i guess you could call it that because yeah. nothing seems to change you're just not doing school work exactly how you feeling about picking up the school work again starting on monday it's a little bit it's probably going to be a little bit nerve-wracking no I mean, you were spiraling the other day yeah i was i was pretty nervous i think even if even though we are home, it's the same thing as getting back from a long vacation, uh, from normally going to school to going to vacation, then going back to school. A lot of kids will get that. I would not be surprised if a lot of people are pretty hesitant to jump on online classes and uh, Zoom calls or whatever we're doing now. And I guess the more stressful part is that we had everything planned out because we were supposed to go back to school this week or last week. And then they pushed it out. Yeah, we to, missed a lot of deadlines. Yeah, and then we pushed it out to this week. We were supposed to get back this week. So we had, and we really pushed it back, I think, to the end of May. So we don't really know what our schedule is going to look like for the rest of the week because we weren't told about it because we've got a very confusing schedule. How are you feeling about that uncertainty? It's going to be a little bit nerve-wracking for me. I'm very nervous about it. What is it about that uncertainty? What's your expectation? I think my expectation is going to be similar to the last few weeks, but I think the reason it's uh, scary for me because of the uncertainty is the fact that there's been so much change in these last few weeks. Like on one day, I'll say Friday, the week before, a couple, like maybe three or four weeks ago on Friday, that was the day that for a lot of states that this really happened. The NBA shut down, the NHL, the NHL, NHL shut down, MLB shut down. A lot of things just um, shut down because of the virus. School, uh, most schools in the uh, country shut down. That was a big change. That day was a big change and kind of scary. And. I think just kind of going through all this change because I'm a man of routine. I like having a routine. It stresses me out when I don't have one. And having this much change in such a short period of time is really not helping. What do you think is different with other kids or even different adults with the amount of change happening? So it, I guess it kind of depends on where you are 
because in some places it's not as bad, but there's more relaxed rules. But I think the thing that's different um, about the changes that we're going through is some people, some people have barely any routine and just kind of go with the flow and do whatever they want on some days. And I, I can't do that. I kind of have. So I'm going to give you a little hint. Everybody's dealing with this. Everyone's dealing with it. At work, we are constantly changing processes. And one of the things that I tell my employees is try not to get too hooked up in what does August 1st look like? What does June 1st look like? Just focus on today. It's the only thing you can do is, is look we have, at today. There's no uncertainty. There's a complete uncertainties for as far as we can see. So I can give you a whole bunch of scenarios. We could get the word that you're going back to school on May 20th. That's possible. You get the word that you're not going back to school this academic year. You could get the word that we're not planning school until January 1st. All of those things are possible. And if anything triggers that, that probably also links in another change. Exactly. There, there's this tree of things that could happen. And it becomes very stressful in a situation like this because there is no light at the end of the tunnel. We don't know when this is going to end. It could be a month, six months, 12 months, two years. All of those possibilities. We don't know. We don't know what the end looks like. We don't know how we're going to re-enter. So just get comfortable today. Yeah. Get comfortable through money. If it's, I don't know what the classes are going to look like or what the order is or who I have to log on with. What other kids do you think have some of those same fears? Everyone. Because there's nobody knows what's going on. Is the teacher going to really give you a hard time about that? Probably not. I've heard from my science teacher that we, if you don't log on to the online class, you don't have to log on to uh, like meets and stuff like that. Tell me why it's a good idea, though. It's a good idea, too, because they go over work. They teach you new uh, ideas and kind of help you go through stuff. I'm thinking something even more practical. You see people? You see people. You talk to people. You socialize. There is some virtual socialization yeah that's really important i would highly recommend log on to all which i do and then another thing that kind of takes less of a stress away is that the work is more of a pass fail thing if you do it then you then you pass if you don't do it then you fail but it's Mm -hmm. not a huge grade so the grading i think a lot of people are gonna pass this trimester pretty easily because i mean there could be some who don't there could be some who don't obviously because some people are just not going to do anything but you, you will always have people in all walks of life who take advantage of situations like this yeah and then decide not to do anything but i think for most people we're going to be pretty fine because it's as i said it's kind of a pass fail thing and most people that i know have done the work so i'm not extremely nervous about my grades right about now because it, what do the other I, people matter it doesn't really matter just focus on you exactly but i'm saying i'm saying that most people are probably going to pass because it's kind of in a routine where you do your work and it gives you Mm -hmm. something to do because if you're just sitting around even i've started to get bored of sitting around and watching uh tv and playing video games and stuff because most of the time you have the option of doing that now you've got nothing else to do you've been pretty good with the video games i I haven't seen you be wall to wall with the video games you're self-limiting yeah i think you're doing fine with that it's just more or less, you more have a choice to do it, but now it you feel like you have less of a choice because you can't do anything else. There's very yeah. few things you can do. but There are. You have to start thinking about it. you got to think games. outside the box in these things. Uh, but at a certain point, board games with the family, walks with the dogs, walks outside, runs, TV. 
it all gets too boring. It gets a little boring. It loses its novelty. Yeah, it, after it, it gets bland. Yeah. One thing that I saw on a Today Explained and the uh, Today Explained podcast, which I thought was very interesting, and I'd want to bring it up, is that um, they talked about how this is probably this whole pandemic is probably going to affect people who are already uh, lonely or depressed or have mental issues already, which I thought that's a pretty good point. That's a very valid point, as well as he thinks it should be called, they thought that it, it really shouldn't be called social distancing because as you shouldn't be with somebody like physically, it should be more be called phys- physical distancing because you can still be social and they want you to be social. You, you should because being alone and being sad all the time has a serious effect on your health. It's not good. Even the most introverted people still need contact. Exactly. With we're social creatures and we're being asked to do things that go against our nature. The longer this goes on, the tougher it is. And you and I are very lucky. We have, a, we have five people in this household who, whether we want to or not, can socialize. Exactly. Um, we're lucky that we can go to grandpa's and he's got a big enough yard that he can stand on one side of the fence. We can stand on the other and we've got, if we want, 20, 30 feet and still have a conversation. Yeah. And there are a lot which of people. Which we've been doing, and I thought that was yep. really nice, especially yep. when we saw him on his birthday, which I thought he really enjoyed. He seemed to like that quite a bit. Uh, Grandpa likes emotional displays. Grandpa's very sentimental, although he doesn't always show it. So us going and singing some happy birthday for him when Grandpa is incredibly social yeah, means a lot. And there are a lot of older folk who don't have family like that. Exactly, which but is kind of tough. It's very tough. I think the thing that's kind of leaving a lasting impression on me, at least, is that even as you said, um, or even though you said um, kind of focus on today, I want to talk about how I think I'm a little nervous to go back to school when we do Mm -hmm. because I haven't. What makes you nervous about going back into the building? I think I'll more have, I think I'll have some pretty severe anxiety because even just being in a car with a bunch of other people, and then having a bunch of other cars with other people at the Chick-fil-A line, that was stressful for me. So being being right next to somebody in a classroom all day would probably scare me a lot. What is the likelihood other kids might feel that way? 100%, I think. Because mm-hmm. if you're alone for that much time, you're going to start going mad. Well, I think there's also more to that. The government has talked about reopening on May 1st. That, I, reopening on May 15th. Reopening on June 1st. Reopening tomorrow. You can open all these places. Nobody's going to go to them, though. Ex- why? Because we haven't... There's no vaccine. There's nothing to say that there's... There's no trust yet. Exactly. We, don't tr- we can't trust somebody if... So if they're saying, for example, that this... Uh, so let's say, for example, just as a metaphor... Um, this fruit is terrible. If you eat it, you die. And everyone believes it. And one person realizes that that's fake. Nobody's going to believe them because they've been told that for years. You, you kind of go by habit. You can't just yeah. all of a sudden change just like that. We've created a habit where being anywhere close to another person is a dangerous situation. We no longer trust other people. And now we're saying, okay, forget that. Go back. That takes a lot of trust and it, it, there's a lot of fear. You can't just say reopen it because there's a lot of people who are not going to want to. And then you're going to have people who do. That's something that has to be built. Try not to worry about that stuff right yeah. now. We'll, we'll figure out a way mm-hmm. through it. 
what else? What else do you want to talk about? So I've got a question for you. What's it? Because um, I know that this week has probably um, been a little different. Is there anything that's really changed? Any? Is there any big change that happened this week for you? I don't think so. I still don't like going to the store. No. That's still stressful. I would assume. Uh, I'm starting to use a cloth mask, and I'm freaked out that I kept having to adjust it because I'm just not used to making my own. And I think I figured it out. I think I figured out how That's to do good. a cloth mask with rubber bands. You go a little narrower and then it sticks to your face better. Okay. Um, so that's the change is now you be very careful about the mask. I can't think of anything else that's changed. I mean, that can both be a good and a bad thing depending on how you look at it. Because mm-hmm. it kind of builds a habit. Because I think... One thing that I've been trying to do is I've been trying to build some sort of a routine or some sort of a habit just to not lose my mind completely. I will tell you what I did change. I'm getting up at 6 a.m. now. So I'm not rolling out of bed and rolling downstairs. And this is I gotta not work easy. On that. I got to work on that. Well, I'm home. I might as well get a walk in or get a ride on yeah. the exercise bike while I can. And there are little excuses. After I'm done with this, I would like to go take the boys for a nice long walk, get some exercise, move my body create some habits around that, get the stress off. That would be helpful. Yeah. I think the hard part for me about getting up is that I realize that I'm I'm tired and I've got no objective to get up. Like I don't have to make it to the bus or I don't have to make it to school on a certain time. There's so less urgency. Exactly. There's less urgency, which is kind of a good thing. It started off as a good thing, but it started to become a bad thing because you're kind of stressed now that mm-hmm. you're getting up too late. And then that anxiety builds up because you have no one to tell because people are telling you, oh, it doesn't really matter. But you can't really just believe that, as you said, there's a lot of trust issues going along right yeah. now because you can't trust anybody at this point. Mm-hmm. Other than your close, close family and people that you've, uh, like we have uh, Brittany, our nanny, and Devin, her daughter, who have come over quite a bit, or every other day, I believe, and... And they're taking their own precautions. Yeah. We know who they are spending time with. Exactly. They know who we're spending time with. Washington. So there's kind of like that, that mutual stuff. trust and stuff. Correct. But there's still some anxiety, I think. Oh, sure. There are times I look at that and say, why are we allowing, why are we allowing them in? Are we not socially distancing enough? And then exactly. there becomes That's socially distancing perfection. Yeah. Anytime we get into perfection, losing battle. Yeah, because once you... Fine. Like, once you... Start a, start hunkering down and saying, okay, we're not going to go into this room where those people were, so we're just going to, let's say, at worst, stay, we're going to stay in the basement or we're going to stay upstairs. That's when thing, That's when you know you have a problem. Because say we're not going to go into the living room area without a mask on because somebody was in there that we know. And now we get into obsessive yeah. compulsion. It's, that's, it's never a good thing because, I mean, sometimes maybe it's not as bad, but... Right now, it can be very harmful. Mm-hmm. What else? What else is worth talking about? I think that would be about it, other than that I think I'm starting to go a little bit uh, stir-crazy. Mm-hmm. It's normal. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll do it again next week. All right. All right. Bye, everyone. <laughs>